Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome back, Couch Potatoes and TV Junkies. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picked Up, the TV Pilot Review Podcast. My name is Robert, and I'm sitting here, as always, with my good friend, former roommate, and co-host, Rich. Second half of the stream team, we're coming at you live on location. Which location? A very secret location. We're in a bunker right now, motherfuckers. We are. We are... We are uh, we are displaced from the ground. I won't say if we're below it or above it, but we're we're far away from the ground. So that will give you an idea of uh, the secrecy of this location. Sky bunkers are real. Yeah, but sky bunkers. We're in one. Sky bunker. Uh, there's also a Archie sky bunker. There's a whiteboard in here. I'll just say, you know, I think that many sky bunkers and sub bunkers have whiteboards. So. Uh, Yes, welcome everybody. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, Rich and I are here. Um, we are. Like I said, a little off-site at the moment, but uh, nonetheless, just as, you know, fucking genius and critical as we always are. So, And it's Wednesday. It is March Wednesday. 16th. Did you vote if your state was voting that day? If you were listening in Illinois, Florida, which is basically everyone we have... <laughs> So, or, or yeah, back to the original phrasing, did right. you vote? Did you vote? Um, or a couple other states. You're voting in the primaries right now. This very moment, actually. The polls are still open as they we are. speak, and the results are not in yet, so we don't know. We're living in a world of uncertainty right, right now. Yeah. Uh, whereas you're listening to this in a world of nothing but certainty. Yeah. Is This is like the Schrodinger's cat of... Uh, of your podcasting yeah, for this week. It really is. And also it could be like the last sane moment in oh, American man. politics. Are these these aren't like the last when when's the we'll when's the, the DNC? July, did someone okay. say? I think yeah, July. Where is that? It's not here, is it? No, I don't believe it is. I have no idea. Okay. So maybe it is here. But I'm I'm fucking pumped, man. I've I voted in a primary today. Yeah. That was the first time I've ever done that. <sighs> I think I have too. I I this is my first primary I was voting in, and and it, I went to early voting uh, yesterday, and it it's going to be huge. I saw an article this morning that was like early voting primary records like smashed. So there's going to be a huge turnout. It would make sense to me if it, if this was like a generational thing, and that <clears throat> around our age is when everyone we know like starts to vote or whatever. Right. So that's why I don't want to sound ignorant when I say I feel like uh, that this particular election is driving out our demographic more than like any other election has or primaries have. Well, like that's probably not the case and probably every generation feels like it's the case, but I hope it's the case. Well, I feel like the only thing that I, I'm not sure about is because of, of 2008. Like right. that involved a lot of us, and that was a pretty big moment. But like, I don't think people have been giving a shit for like thirty or more years. I, I think a lot of people have really not cared. I mean, and when you go back and just look, it's like, yeah, there was not much to give a shit about. Yeah, there weren't much. Uh, their candidates weren't that different yeah. or whatever. So I think this really could be a, a different moment. Like, here's my my dirty little secret: in two thousand and four, uh, I would no. Uh, you didn't vote in 2004. No, 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 no. 2000 and... What was the... Yeah. 
Yeah, because I'm like basically a year ahead of like my class. Yeah. So I turned 18 uh, in... In 2004? Pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Or or you would have done September 2004. Right. You would have been 18. Is yeah. that right? I voted yeah, in yeah, that election somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's not that outlandish at all. No. Well, and here's the thing. I had a very, very conservative AP American history teacher. Me too. And I totally registered Republican. Oh, wow. And I fucking voted Bush. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm not so proud of it, man, but I'm fucking bearing my soul here. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, John Kerry was pretty unsexy. <laughs> that's an understatement. So that's an election, especially when like we were deep enough into into the wars mm-hmm. that we thought they were a good idea, but not deep enough to know that they were a bad idea. Yeah. That like I could totally understand voting Republican. John Kerry was probably cool yeah. with it too. He probably didn't really like who would want to fucking just step into that mess like halfway through. Like President Kerry is yeah, that'd be a yeah. that'd be a big mess to step uh, into. I didn't vote in two thousand eight. Told everyone I did. Really? <laughs> Why didn't last you? Didn't get around to it. <laughs> I was too lazy. My registration, I didn't update my registration from back home, so I would have had to come back home. So the last two elections, I just straight up told people, yeah, I voted for Obama. You're like 0 for 3, Rich. You voted I know. For- <laughs> I know. That's why I'm, I'm making amends. I uh, 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 Full disclosure, I did vote um, for Bernie Sanders in the primary, and not for like most of the reasons that are completely valid that everyone else that I know that is voted for Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. I don't care if you didn't. I'm voting for him just, just to like if if a fraction of the things that he's saying happen, which is generally how it works. Right. Obama's even said like if you can get a little bit done from what you say you want to do, that's huge progress in the system that it is now. So if you could just right. get a minuscule little. Teensy, teensy little bit, then like we're all in better shape. Absolutely. Like sweet, like sweeping change does not happen through a presidential election. Yeah, everybody promises it, and no one delivers. Yeah. Ever, yeah. ever at all. Even FDR got blocked on things he was like trying to do yeah, and whatever. Exactly. Um, um, and I just yeah. think it would just be fucking uh, like cool to see like him try at least. Yeah. You know, I had a I had a real like deep dark moment of the soul when I was waiting in line, and I really like I planned to go in uh, to vote for Bernie, and I just really thought for a second I was like, does this guy really represent my best interest? Yeah. And through two major points, which I may or may not go into, uh, I ultimately decided that I would vote for him, and so I did. And um, I might actually leave them those points anonymous, but. Uh, I did. It was interesting. It yeah. was, I really thought about it. And I really heavily was like, do I really want to do this? And ultimately I decided yes. So that was fun. SNL had a really great uh, sketch uh, about how Hillary is just basically like saying whatever Bernie says. Yeah. To was just that the one with us. Kate McKinnon like yeah. transforming? Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then there was also the wonderful like real life bit um, where last week uh, Hillary was talking about like getting health universal health care passed in like 93 94 saying like where was bernie when i was trying to get this passed in 93 or 94 uh-huh. and his like campaign manager posted a picture of her making a speech about it 
and Bernie Sanders right behind her. Yeah. Saying he was literally right behind you. Pretty incredible. Like C-SPAN footage yeah. of the House or the Senate, and mm-hmm. it, he's right there. Like that, that's, it, that's the shit like that, like those little missteps that baffle me as like how things, like, that's a soundbite. Yeah. Like when she says, where was he, yada, 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 that's a soundbite. You got to vet that shit. Sure. I've watched enough Veep, West Wing, and House of Cards to like, no, like you every little thing, you've got to fucking research and make sure you're not going to make an ass of yourself. Yeah. Or just don't, like, if you're going to go. Or just don't throw shade. Exactly. Don't throw shade if you can't, <laughs> if you're not going to go through the vetting process. Or even if you are, just don't be a dickhead, you know? Talk yeah. about, do like Bernie and talk about some issues, yeah. you know? So. Did, uh, uh, yeah. uh. Did you go anywhere near the Trump rally? I did not. You didn't? Uh, I was watching, uh, as I think you were, watching 10 Cloverfield Lane when that was happening. Oh, that's right. We were. Yeah, that's, that's what, what, we, were what we were doing. I was kind of thinking happened. about that. Like, this historic moment, I was going to be like, yeah, I was watching uh, Cloverfield when that happened. Yeah. So. Uh, both were dope. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it yeah, both were dope. Uh However, like, have you started to, like, have you heard the the sort of the thinking and the, it's not a theory, but it's actually just kind of a good observation about how, like, all the, all the positive feelings for that happening in reality, like, when you take a, take a step back are, like, maybe that wasn't the best thing to happen because it, like, galvanized his support group or painted, painted this, this, uh, a lot of people are saying in the minds of undecided voters that it may have galvanized a lot of support for Trump. To sort of by painting this liberal base as being that that um, that's what was happening already anyway. Yeah, I gotta agree with it though. I think it. I think ultimately it it was like well, and it's not a good look for either side. No, like you have that you know undecided block, Mm -hmm. and within that block you can break them up between you know like people that can rationalize and look at something and, and see what it is, it, see it for what it is. Right. Then you have the group that were just like looking for a reason to vote for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like that, I feel like that could go, you know, one way or the other. Um, unfortunately at this point, it probably did lean more towards him. Yeah. Um, but so ultimately I, there was that one clip that was super cool with like all the people on the floor Singing Kendrick Lamar's "All Right," I didn't see that. It was a cool clip. Was it cool? Yeah, I have to check it out. I, I that is something that ultimately I don't feel that bad about being in Cloverfield when that happened because no. again, I think I think the more distance we're getting from it, the more that that that'll be sort of seen as like a black eye, or just a just as like was this a great thing or not exactly? Yeah, um, but I don't know. Um, I, I, th- that one moment in particular that I was talking about, I, I, I found it really cool because uh, it was a cool moment of just like, oh, wow, music that like... Let's break into song or no? Th- what? Let's break into song? Well, that, yeah. Uh, musicals are real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> musicals are real. Uh, and Hamilton is permeating everything. Yeah. But like also, you know, music with a message that actually means something and like can galvanize something. Yeah. Which like doesn't... You know, we haven't we haven't seen that. Yeah, music is mostly like entirely for like personal taste now. Music yeah. music doesn't really seem to be pushing a ton of a message yeah. anymore. And if it does, it's you too, and it's on our phones, and no one yeah. wants it. Yeah, and it's like know, go right? away, go oh, away. Ew, gross. Um, you know, it's like and it's for old people. You, you know? too. Like two chains isn't like you know 
coming out with a great fucking rally cry or anything like that. Right. But, you know, Kendrick is. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, I don't know. It was, it was a nice little um, uh, just through line as far as, like, just social, socio-political moments. Sure. It, you know? Again, it's a very, very important moment. Yeah. Any any way you look at it. Um, that was that was a lot of politics. That was a lot of politics. That's that's politics enough for the entire run of this show. It really is. <laughs> um, so I guess we won't be talking about the primary. Yeah. Um, or the the general election. The general election. Um, no way. So what you been watching? Well, um, think for a second. What we do here? Yeah. On what the do show? we actually do on this show? And if you don't know, then fuck off. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a mood today. <laughs> What I want to talk about, um, less so than a particular program that we watched, aside from this week's pick, um, which uh, Rich disclosed last week on the elevator pick, um, I have been going to YouTube to watch um, playthroughs of video games. So those aren't those are not TV shows. No. So I won't go deep into them. Um, but I did just want to mention one because it is a great avenue of, of getting the material that I wouldn't normally get to, Yeah. Uh, much like, you know, the services have, uh, you know, whether it's any cord cutting service does, you know, provides you that same sort of entertainment yeah. the way you couldn't get it without cable. Um, but also it's just interesting. Like, I think that, um, YouTube, again, is usually just the, the home of, like, clips and stuff. And especially with IP, it's really hard. Like, you couldn't put a whole season of anything up on YouTube without paying for it because they'll take it down. But um, it's a really interesting watching experience. And yeah. it's almost something that this is kind of just occurring to me. But, like, uh, when you watch someone do a video game playthrough, sometimes it's completely without commentary. And sometimes it is with commentary. Yeah. And depending on who you get, you can actually get a, someone who's sort of adding to the experience. Um, it almost made me think about, like, if, if shows could be like that. You know, if you were, like, watching, you know, it's like you could get an episode, but you have, like, your watcher who might be an episode, like, an expert on yeah. the show and just sort of throw tidbits in there, stuff like that. I It's it's baffled me. I know for, like, some Netflix originals, I think they have commentary options, like, mm-hmm. like few and far between. But, yeah. like... They have, they probably have the capability to do that. And yeah, it would be like a great. It's just, it's commentary, but it doesn't even have to be with like people associated with the show, but like experts, like you said. Yeah, It'd just be super fucking cool. Amateur, you know, amateur or fan commentary yeah. on things. Yeah, it would be a, a lot of fun. <clears throat> um, uh, and and in like a sincere way, not like a like a, a riff tracks or a mystery science theater kind of way, because they already do that. Right, right. Um, that just reminds me of um. It kind of like makes me realize that I essentially did the same thing growing up, uh, but obviously we didn't have like YouTube or ways to record ourselves playing video games. But I was never good at like one one player games, right? Uh, as an only child, and those I didn't have many other options, so I would have my dad play the first Legend of Zelda. Uh, because he could beat it, and I just wanted to watch. That is great. And so that's essentially the same thing. Like Super Nintendo Legend of Zelda? No, 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 or, no, no. Or NES. It, like original Legend of original. Zelda. Oh, wow. Yes. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's something. You know, I mean, again, it's not television, but as, as, as particularly as pertains to watching, there is a really gratifying experience watching 
uh, video games be played. Let me take a ch- uh, this moment, this opportunity to like plug what we're doing at Podswoggle. This month in particular, we're doing our fifth to sixth annual Marcho Madness tournament. Yeah. Uh, which will be going down the weekend before WrestleMania, and you'll be able to watch the whole thing live on Twitch, which is fucking awesome. But now monthly, we have like the Podswoggle Championship. And so every month we have like a little tournament that will play like, you know, one night and like people watch yeah. live and like Mullet's the only one that could do commentary. Tope and I will be in the chat room and we all chat and we all have an amazing time. And like people tweet about it like right after it ends. People are tweeting about it during it and it blows my mind because it's like the simplest thing, but it's so much fun. Yeah. It's engaging in a way that it like absolutely shouldn't fucking be engaging. Yeah. And it feels shameful, but it's not. And it's fun. It's so much fun. When is that coming up? When's the, when's the official Marcho Madness stuff start? Um, You know, let me actually look that up because we've been a little slow on getting all of this stuff up. Um, just because we've all been super busy with life and work and, and shada shada shada. Right. Um, but let me head on over to arcadeaudio.net slash, uh, should be March of Madness, um, to get that information. Well, I've been a part of uh, this process in the past, even just tangentially. March 26th. March 26th. March 26th. Very cool. Right before Easter. Yes. Perfect. And Batman Superman, or the weekend of Batman Superman. It's a big weekend for everybody. Totally. I know, um, it's pretty great that we haven't talked about uh, college basketball at all, either. <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. Me neither. I'm pretty uninterested. It's funny. As I've gotten older, I just really don't care at all about a lot of collegiate things. Yeah. And I love the NBA more and more like every year. Absolutely. And so I only care just because I want to know who will I be seeing in the Mm -hmm. future on some team. Uh, The only things – what didn't help was uh, Billy Donovan leaving Florida because that was like the one last sort of, uh, you know, throwback to when we were there. Right. Um, And the only other thing that I know about this college season – was at the beginning of it, like, oh, Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons, not great at grades. And LSU's yeah. not even in the nope. tournament. They're not even in the NIT. Really? I didn't yeah. hear that either. Yeah. Wow. So I don't, I don't know what the fuck to make of any The of only that. bigger insult than getting an invitation to the NIT is, <laughs> is not, not getting, getting an, an invitation, invitation to the, to the NIT. NIT. <laughs> wow. <laughs> God damn. Anyways. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, March is full of kick-ass events. Um, definitely check out that March of Madness. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to start tracking down some of these rumblings because they are hilarious and they're great to watch. And, again, it's awesome. You know, and you're going to get the Swoggle Squad's input, uh, you know, tweeted and commentaried. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot more fun than I ever thought it would be. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, mm. Speaking of that, I went to a Raw uh, two weeks ago, yeah. which was a blast um, at the, the uh, Allstate Arena. Nice. Garbage arena. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. It's really bad. It's so shitty, but it was a great show. Um, but yeah, uh, what have I been watching? I've been watching... Um, uh, I finished Love on Netflix. I started House of Cards. Love was fine. It was fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, is uh, uh, 
uh, I mentioned before, I read a few people on like Facebook and here and there on Twitter, uh, not necessarily happy with his portrayal of women on the show. I wasn't necessarily happy with his portrayal of men on that show. Boom. Uh, so you know, I thought I thought uh, Gillian Jacobs played a much more uh, a a much more spherical character, uh, just in terms of dimension and depth and 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 realism than than Paul Rust did. Paul gotcha. Rust was like a fucking caricature. Of a fucking goof that like a like loser a type wall. guy, yeah. Okay, and gets he gets frustrated. It's See, like, fucking. Ugh. I I don't know. Like this could be off base or just biased, but I feel like I feel like as we progress, the stereotype of of a dude is getting a little worse than what the stereotype of a woman. I mean, again, like I guess it's just progression that we can't you can't depict a woman as just completely you know, uh, one-dimensional yeah. anymore. But again, like, you can get away with, like, showing a guy as, like, a sad sack piece of shit and be like, oh, yeah, well, there you go. It's like, that's not fair. You know what I mean? But it is 100% accurate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I know. I'll do things in my everyday life that I'm just like, fuck. That was... I, I typecasted myself just now. Oh, yeah? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, I probably um, do, too. I don't know. We all do, man. We all do. Uh, but started watching House of Cards this season against like everything. What's the, that season, I, season three, four. four. That's what I thought. Yeah, four. against everything I said I was gonna do. I said vehemently, "I'm done with this show." What's the what's the what's the deal? Is he president still? He's, he's president still. He's still like the in his unelected term as president. Um, at the end of season three. Uh, Claire, first lady, wanted a divorce, but now it's like an election season. So elections, fictional elections, make for good TV. Some gotcha. of the best seasons of The West Wing are about elections. Like it just fucking works. It just it's natural drama and conflict, and and it's it's doesn't have to try too hard to be compelling because it's just it's already built in. Cool. So it's like fuck, they got me for one more season, and it, and it, and it is better. Than the last two. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I'd almost just say, like, skip season three altogether. Like, okay. You don't need to know. There will be, like, uh, maybe, like, seven minutes an episode you'll be confused in season four. <laughs> but, like, don't worry about it. Okay. So, is there a website that is, like, a Spark Notes? That's exactly what I was just going to say. For Spark TV. Notes. Because I feel like I feel like even like Rotten Tomatoes is getting into rating, yeah, sh- like shows and stuff, yeah. But I, I still just need like I need I need a bare bones like just like give me a rating for every episode, yeah. of every season and show me like what I need and what I don't. Uh, I feel like I've seen some something like that in some of my deep dives on IMDb, but that just gets fucking tedious. Yeah, I feel like there was this one. Um, website called like TV tropes or something like that that started to branch off into that as well. I remember back in the day jumptheshark.com was like a really fucking good website for that. Okay. And it would like it was good at that and it was fun uh by way of like everyone could like vote and discuss and like debate on like when show like the moments shows jump the shark and shit like that. Cool. Um it was a really fun and cool website that was uh founded by 
uh, this dude, I think his name is like John Hines or Hoynes or something like that. Um, and he's like, he's, he sold the site to TV Guide and they just like fucking squashed it. Um, and he like, <laughs> he like does a show for on like the Howard Stern Network. TV now. Guide. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. It amuses me so much about that. I, be, <laughs> that it probably that... would me too if I wasn't the one that like went to go to jumpthesharp.com and got fucking redirected to TV Guide. To tvguide.com. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> fucking whatever. Um, I think the TV Guide channel now is like Pop TV. Okay. Yeah, it's like an actual channel. It's fucking stupid. It's so weird. Well, that's cool though. So um, uh, House of Cards is just coming out now? Yeah, it came out like two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Daredevil season two is going to come out when Batman Superman comes out. So that's like end of, end of March. Daredevil season two will be coming out, which I'm excited for. I keep forgetting I need to fucking watch, uh, like at least start Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones, yeah. Like it. I need, that's another thing of like, oh yeah, it was fantastic. And then just yeah. like not enough people watched it. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched other stuff. Um, still, still loving uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead this season has been pretty fucking tight. Um, uh, and same with people versus OJ Simpson. It's just, it's bonkers. And like, if you were, if you have any memory of that show whatsoever, or that case whatsoever, it just heightens it, which is hard to imagine. I just saw a friend of the network, Patrick Hart and I were talking about that. We were hanging out and talking, uh, one night and a lot of talk about that and a lot of talk about, um, you, the kind of the interesting, like the commentary, Patrick was talking about how the casting, mm-hmm. especially like Schwimmer as Kardashian, mm-hmm. and just a lot of the casting in itself being a commentary for like that era or like that I, this idea of celebrity yeah. and how it's so transient, but it's like absolutely taking hold and things mm-hmm. like that. So Oh, for sure. Pretty interesting. It does it in a way that's like surprising considering like who the dude is behind it. Uh, Ryan Murphy, who did American Horror Story and Glee. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's just like you can fucking pull this off. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's still got a lot of really cheesy moments, but like it still sort of works considering the subject matter. Mm-hmm. The best part of the show, head and shoulders above the rest, is Courtney B. Vance. He plays Johnny Cochran, and he is hands down fantastic. Is he from? Did he have fame in some other role? He's or? just, he's not really like he had like some good roles early in his career and then just been kind of just getting work. Gotcha. Since then. And he is, he is just astonished. He's definitely going to get nominated for an Emmy this year, hands down. Cool. Uh, whether it'll win is still pretty early, but he will definitely be nominated. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many? How long is that supposed to go? How many episodes? Uh, it's probably like twelve or thirteen or something like that. Not that many. No more than like sixteen. I can't imagine. Well, I won't watch any of them, but I'll <laughs> hear about them. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that's what I've been watching. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know it's been a, a little bit of a lighter week for us this week, but uh, that just gives us a little more time to talk about this week's pick, which, again, if you did not hear Rich's wonderful elevator pitch from last week, this week's pick, courtesy of of the notorious Otto Aiken, who I just found out, I guess, is not listening to the show anymore? He told me, like, months ago that he, like, stopped listening, and I'm like, eh, why? Why tell? Uh, why tell us that? Because he's Otto. But uh, he then... 
last week after um, I announced it uh, and posted it, I got a notification for the picked up Facebook um, that like auto mentioned picked up in a in a comment, uh, and then I go to see it and like it's nowhere to be found. So we like deleted it like right away. So is he listening, Otto? Hmm. If whether you're listening or not, don't answer that. Yeah. Um. Although that said, real quick, uh, I got an email about the uh, Kitchen Nightmares episode. Oh, sure. Let's yeah. do that. Do you want to do that first? Totally. Or? Yes. Cool. Let's get to that feedback. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, entitled Kitchen Nightmares. Um. Hey, Rich and Robert, just wanted to share about Kitchen Nightmares. I work for Restaurant Impossible Wednesdays at 9 on Food Network, and it is similar to Kitchen Nightmares, but our host is much nicer. Uh, Also, I can 100% assure you that we stage nothing, and everything you see on television is real and not made different in post. Thank you, Yosef. That is a different name. Uh, I I used an alias. Oh, very good. (laughs) Uh, I and now I just really hope that there's no Yosef on uh, uh, um, <clears throat> on, on the Restaurant kitchen, Impossible. Restaurant Impossible, yeah. Because uh, like then it's just like, well, the one Yosef, he sent it in. We know we got your number now. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know uh, that's great. Thank you so much for listening, man. Thanks for giving that's us your commentary. Cool always. insight too. Absolutely, it's always cool when we can get a little bit of insider information. Actually, again, friends of the network, RJ and and Tope. Like, Tope works on shows. Yeah, he works for a production company. We have to, yeah, yeah. get some more insight. I to... love getting, like, insider information, but then I can't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, between Tope working for a television company, not that he's ever told me anything, and another one of our friends out in California that's worked for several uh, movie studios. Yeah. Um, uh, this one friend in particular that works for a movie studio, uh, he'll uh, every now and then send me some pictures of stuff uh, that are um, tied to properties that i may have a very vested um interest in not Ooh. vested interest but a very uh uh, uh you know um, uh, um emotional interest in sure sure yeah uh just little things here and there that get me excited i can't talk about with fucking anybody that's cool i'll have to ask off the air who this person is absolutely that's awesome <clears throat> um but yeah, so, yeah again thank you so much appreciate it uh review review the pick speaking was of review, review the pick this week was the original Australian-produced yes. review. Uh, and if you'd like to send us a suggestion for something to watch, uh, leave it on our Facebook page, what the suggestion is, and then leave us a review, uh, a rating and review on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, and, and that locks it in, and we will get to it down the road. We assure you. We assure you. Yeah. We make good on it. Yes. Even if it takes a while. But the original Australian review with yes. Miles Barlow. Yes. From 2008. Um, I meant to be better about this. I Who who actually thought up? Because Miles is just hosting it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not actually, sure who like, the was or anything like that. I feel that. like one was called Phil Lord, but I don't know if that, that can't be No. Right. Phil Lord is Phil Lord and Chris Miller. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's why, but it was so similar. Anyways. Um, I can't contribute at all, apparently. Um, I mean, I mean that. Like, I can't remember the point I wanted to make. But uh, I just, um, yeah, so this show, okay, uh, set in 2008, also more famously known now because it was uh, translated over into the American mm-hmm. TV sphere with Andy mm-hmm. Daly. Yes, and review with Forrest McNeil. Yes, uh, on Comedy Central, and that's been something uh, that's really, I could say it's taken off. I've heard nothing but 
really pretty good things about it. Yeah, that. it's always been super well received. And that's run for like what, like four or five years? No. No. Uh, sure. They've only had two complete seasons. Uh, and Over how many years, though? Uh, over like two and a half years. It started when mm. I moved up here, I'm pretty sure. Really? Or okay. at least it started just before I moved up here. Okay. Um, and then they announced recently that the third season is going to be um, cut short and the last. The last one, yes. Which is really, really depressing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was a show I can remember when Rich and I lived together that he was a huge fan of and watched. Uh, and I found a way to not watch any of it somehow. Um but uh, I did watch, and I'll get to it, I did watch a little bit of this new version after I watched uh, oh, cool. the original. Yes. Cool. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you got any initial initial thoughts or questions going into this? Um, very similar to when we watched the UK version of Drunk History. I had a really hard time, like, uh, like not comparing and contrasting the two. But there weren't, like, any differences that there were, like, were a positive yeah and like still worked yeah um <clears throat> like i thought this one definitely looked more like authentic and it definitely looked like grittier and realer in terms of like a guy actually like going out and yeah, doing these and, things yeah and like the actual way it's shot and everything and like <laughs> yeah. the look of it um yeah. definitely looks like more gorilla and less polished yes yeah it does um <clears throat> they i liked the uh little um, uh, like blackout reviews they would do. Yep. Um, which like just lends itself to just a million things. It's a great way to like get all those little um, ideas that you'll come up with in the writer's room that aren't full ideas and to still just be able to do them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was a huge fan of that as well. That was awesome. You know, actually what, it, what totally got me was, oh, it's okay. So first of all, um, going into this, was unaware that this is that this was yet again another property from another country, mm-hmm. which um, I got a lot of stuff that I get all riled up about. But and I don't feel like this is. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to get riled up about this because I had too much on my plate already. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that I'm a little bit just question. It's like what the fuck? Like we got no original ideas anymore. Like I'm a, or. or I can respect that having like such a a good idea that you would want to jump on it, but yeah. like I'm really I am surprised at the amount of shows that I think we're coming up with we have not come up with. Right. Um, so I, I did have to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, to Which you know we learned early in the run of this show that like is also the same going the other way. The other way. Yeah. That will take uh, you know all the Indian versions of everything that we saw. Yeah. We're just you know. Send Shows over there, yeah. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so halfway through watching this show, uh, it, it was weird because I had the feeling that, like, if this show was made in, like, 1990, anywhere from, like, 95 mm-hmm. to, like, 98 in, in Australia, uh, we would have, like, I feel like Comedy Central would have, bought the 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 rights to the show and like just aired reruns yes over here and we yes. would have seen it like that um that not being the case as as to what happened uh it's still comedy central because it feels like that the same way like comedy central back in that day like they would run uh absolutely fabulous whose line is it anyway the uk version yeah. like that's just what they would do trigger it's happy all, tv yeah which is something i tried to recall in another episode of picked up that could not trigger happy tv what was trigger happy tv 
Gravity TV was like a hidden camera kind of sketch based, just like lone. Like a, it was like a gorilla sketch. Well, wasn't show. there like one with like a guy with a huge phone? Yep. The okay. the the, yeah. the phone gag came from Trigger Happy TV. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I remember that. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, uh, but instead, and and from what I understand, these two versions of review, uh, they start out similar, and then they go wildly different directions. Okay. And um, it still looks as though this. Um, version of review, although I, I can't vouch for it because I haven't watched it all, um, uh, may indeed keep like a, a storyline and mm-hmm. a through line throughout all the episodes because I saw that the next episode, one of the reviews was for divorce, uh-huh. which is one of the one of my favorite U.S. reviews um, ever because that episode was pancakes, divorce, pancakes. Really? It's <laughs> It's one of my favorite episodes of television in the last like five years. Wow. Okay. Um, that and the uh, review of Road Rage. I can't remember laughing that hard at something on TV again in the last five years. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if it's like if the the storylines are similar. Or are you saying the American version does not? That the American version like has like a. A non-continuity where he can get divorced one episode, but then he is? Very much the opposite. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think might be here in the Australian version, is that there's like a non-continuity to it. Okay. Whereas in the U.S. version, there were ramifications for For every single little thing that happened. That he did? So much so to the point where like towards the end of the second season, someone asked like the reviewers or the, the, the people requesting shit are just fucking with him. And like someone asked him to review like, What's it like to have a conspiracy theory? And he's like, I can't find one. And then he looks at the show. He's like, holy shit, is someone trying to kill me? Yeah. <laughs> and it just like works on this whole fucking meta level. That's um cool. uh and really like the writing is spectacular. Yeah. Um, for like just a nugget of an idea. And that's what I I can see happening. Is there have been like a nugget of, of an idea, like whoever saw the show, like saw that there was like other stuff equally as funny stuff they could do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also helps Andy Daly who's been around like forever. Yeah. Like mad TV, a like, really talented person, like end of it. Mad TV. Um, just hitting like the peak of his powers between review and just all the different insane characters that he's like come up with on the earwolf now earwolf network for like comedy bang bang and his own Andy Daly's podcast project or whatever it was called. Like, he just had this fucking run, like like an athlete's run of just, like, fucking three to four years just killing it. Cool. Uh, at working at the peak of his powers. Um, well, I noticed at the end of, like, he his production company is involved with... Uh, yes. With re- the U.S. review. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool, like, not just as a as a talent. Exactly. You know, but like a... A creative know. force. Exactly. Um between the actual two characters of uh, Miles Barlow and Forrest McNeil, um, I dug that Miles was like, he seemed a little bit more cash. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, he seemed a little bit more like easy, like still a little uptight, but like not nearly as much as Forrest McNeil is. Yeah. Uh, and there's this great gag and theme that they have with Forrest where like he always wears the same exact suit. Um, and it's like even dorkier than, than what Miles wears, which isn't really anything. It's very unoffensive. Um, and even when Forrest isn't wearing that suit, he, like his pajamas are still like a subtle version 
of that like scheme. Okay. And it's just like very subtle, not like, he wears a suit pajamas or something like that. It's God damn, it's just so fucking good. Yeah. <clears throat> this is becoming more of a review of the American show. And that's yeah. not what this is. Um <laughs> so going into it without having seen any of the American version, um, I loved it. I really loved the sense of it had me super quick too, because again, like I don't this is definitely what the concept of the of the show is, but somehow the way they did it, like in the intertitles for this Australian version, like you see like you see they show some activities. And what got me immediately was like drowning. Was drowning was was yeah. like a one star review. <laughs> and just like and that that's just like a five second thing. One of my favorite things, and I think that I think that it is should be done more often is a detriment when it's not done and is like and I can see that it's kind of not done to the extent it should be is like is not calling attention to something funny is like when something is legitimately funny just pass it off in there you know it's like you don't have to you don't have to hold on it or mm-hmm. put a laugh track behind it for us to know or like maybe you do for the dumb people but fuck them like just leave it yeah. in there let the funniness be there um it's 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 editing and it's playing itself to the, yeah. the highest of its intelligence. Exactly, just boom, 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 like the it, height of its intelligence. That was an unintelligent way to say that. No, no, I got you though. But um, yeah, so I was a huge fan. Really liked this guy. Really liked. He was good. Really liked. Yeah, he was. He was very. He he told a very good line of. Again, this kind of very meta concept of like. How do you get a person to sort of willingly put themselves in compromising situations? Mm-hmm. But they did it, you know? And I think it's with this kind of like this sort of like sort of reluctant curiosity to do these kinds of things. Um, so I love the I love the host. For, so what was this first episode? It was like stealing, stealing and what else? <clears throat> a couple of stealing, things. uh befriending a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and taking a risk. And taking a risk. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. And so I feel like, at least for, you know, I feel like this is a show that could hit and miss by episode. But I I really enjoy both the comedy but also kind of like the thesis statement of of certain things. Like, like befriending a dickhead was ultimately about like, yeah, nobody likes a dickhead, but you can kind of have a good time when you're crazy. And then the taking yeah. a risk was one of like, of uh like risk versus reward yeah and like and like no it's kind of it's almost like saying these things this is not a super profound show but almost these profound things of like yeah it's kind of not that great of an idea to take insane risks you know you know or, or even risks at all you know like play it safe or whatever so i liked how it was kind of comedically both making jokes and and doing these situations playing out these situations but also just like it had like some commentary in there I enjoyed. Certainly. Yeah. So I was a huge fan. Like I said, I watched I kind of half watched the the first the pilot of the English version mm-hmm. or the American version afterward and uh which is like get addicted to something and then I steal did they do stealing as well? I think he did stealing yeah, he as did well. Yeah, did do stealing. Um and they were funny but <laughs> a little too like you said, there's a gorilla quality and like a, a bear quality to the Australian version that I really love. Yeah. And I think that I didn't like the more, I don't know, tongue-in-cheek way the American version did it. And I didn't like, I don't know, needlessly, who's the who's like the woman 
the fucking receptionist. Oh yeah, that's she, so needless. It, I, yeah, I don't know. it. I, I, I'm sure it adds at certain points, but like again, like when you concentrate it to just the the main dude, I think it's mm-hmm. way more powerful. Again, it's like I feel like that is a big, big ad- subtraction by addition with right. just like here's a hot chick or whatever. I don't know. I don't even get it. I mean, I don't think that that was necessarily Phil Lloyd is the name that you saw. There you go. Um, I don't know that that was necessarily the uh, the thinking behind it, but for the for the American version, there definitely seems like there was a, a, uh, an attempt to like, to build more of a cast, like a regular cast that you would see. So you had her, you had the producer, you had his secretary, you had his intern. Okay. And they would like, you know, play a role. You had his wife. Yeah. yeah. Um, played by Jessica St. Clair, who's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and like they play, you know, their characters, they're, 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 cast members yeah um so i i can see how like because that that actually did rub me the wrong way like the first time i i saw that as well mm-hmm. the first time i saw a review the the american version as well without even seeing this like she just kind of seems like a third arm right like, you right. don't really need her that oh, and arm. like you said i i could see that like you're building sort of even and just more on top of continuity of having these you know recurrent people but okay um, and, that, and miles barlow is phil lloyd Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is he? All right, yes. good. That makes me feel so much better because <laughs> I just I did have to sort of walk away being like, wow, you know, I kind of wish that that guy really owned this thing, but at least he just did a killer performance. That's good to hear. Yeah. That's awesome. That's like in the Venture Brothers, um, what is his name? Jackson Pollock is like, and Doc Hammer, or that, that Chris McCulloch, or someone, Chris, whatever his last real last name is, is like is uh, Jackson Pollock, who is the voice of half the people yeah. and the co-creator. So that's good to hear. Um, yeah, that's great. Uh, I I think the the hardest laugh that I had in this uh, the Australian version, yeah, was when uh, during taking a risk, uh-huh. and he was on the plane, and <laughs> yeah, keep going. Uh, so. He's drug trafficking. That's <laughs> yeah, the risk he's, he's taking. He's drug muling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so he like swallows the condoms of heroin. <laughs> yeah. And then on the plane, he has to take a shit <laughs> and then wash off the condoms <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then swallow them again. I know. <laughs> that part fucking <laughs> caught me so off guard. <laughs> I just thought it was just perfect. Like. The idea of this cycle of like <laughs> what an awful cycle to have to be a part of. Yeah. But it was. Oh, that was great. Um I think my favorite moment was in stealing when he goes in to rob he goes in to rob so stealing sort of escalates from tiny things mm-hmm. to more and more and greater and greater, and then eventually just does like a strong arm robbery of this gas station. And then he starts like getting other stuff and like asking the the guy he's holding up for like his input. He's like, How's this look? What about this one? <laughs> and he's like, Are these good? And he starts like asking about the food. I think my favorite part, and this was done like almost verbatim in the American version too, and I loved it in that as well, yeah. was the um when he's uh in stealing, uh my favorite part of that was when he offers to uh, take the bags from the old lady 
the grocery bags. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he, was, he was like, oh, I'll take those for you. And then he just like is looking at her. She's like, no, my car's this way. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But he's still just got this grimace and he's still running away. And it like still shows like a lot to the character. Because mm-hmm. like the character's not like at all. He doesn't have a bad bone in his body. Yeah. And he's just a a doof. Yes. I, I And just to tack on that for just a second. I think ultimately what I really loved about this and like in especially in in contrast to the American version, not to take anything away from Andy Daly, but he's playing it a little different, I feel yeah. like. And I like the way what's his name? Phil Phil uh, Phil Lloyd. Phil Lloyd is playing it. And that again, it's it's reluctant and it's like a trepidation, is that the word? It's yeah. like he's all he's almost hesitant to do all this stuff. Yeah. Whereas like Daily, at least in the first one or one and a half that I saw, there's all more like eagerness and enthusiasm yeah. to do these things. Yeah. Uh, um, which might kind of make more sense as far as like the actual like arc of it being the first episode. Yeah. And like, we're doing this thing. Let's full bore. Let's go into it. I'm going to pour my life into this. Yeah. And then down the road, he has to have like conversations with his producer to be like, is there? Do I really have to do yeah. this? Yeah. So much so that in the second season, they uh, uh, come up with a clause uh, to where he gets like um, two uh, two vetoes. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That is cool. I can say too, and just to add this on, like, uh, and I, I was gonna say that, like, as I watched more of the Australian version, he after his divorce, he does look like he's living somewhere else. Okay. So I think that that might be carrying through as well. Okay. I'm not sure if it's gonna be as strong, but um, yeah. Yeah, um, I'd be interested uh, to see like the heights that they take it in the Australian version. Yeah, because like the the U.S. <laughs> version, like it when it suggests that it's going to do something, and you're like, "Well, there's no way they're going to do that." Because how do you keep a show going? Yeah, and then it doesn't. You're like, "Holy shit!" Oh, wow. it, like it does it. It fucking takes the big leap and the big risk. That and is good. Super interested to see because I can still see it being a funny, good, and effective show without having to take these huge risks. Um, and fun, ballsy risks, but it'd be cool to see if it does. It's funny you say that, and again, this is kind of a, this is a spoiler alert about how I feel and a spoiler alert going lo- down the line, but I think episode two of the Australian version involves murder. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, I'm sure they get to that at some point. They do. Um, but, like, yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, and the, the concept itself is... Is a really... It's great. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's a great idea, but it's an idea that when you're first presented with it, I know myself, I was very, re- like, very reluctant mm-hmm. and very skeptical. Like, it sounds like a good idea, but how do you pull that off while still being, like, hilarious? Like, I, there's, yeah. there's something there. And then, like, the comedy part of your brain starts to try to, like, beat that out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, I guess, all right, I'm just going to have to fucking see what they do. Yeah. It's another thing, too, of, like, you could – it's it's very much, I guess, truly ironic in the sense of, like, it's unexpected. Or it's, like, unexpected how it's the complete opposite of, like, you might almost think, like, the show would get old fast. Yeah. That the show's like, well, how, how long can you possibly – Like, it could get repetitive. Do that or, yeah. like – or it's like, oh, well, it, if he's just going to fall off a cliff every episode, how's it going to be good? But it seems like when done well, it's got some legs, at least for, you know, however X many segments over yeah. three seasons, you yeah. know? I hope, my hope for that would be that 
and the maybe essential to the show's success would be like that kind of variety. That everything can't go all shitty all the time. Mm-hmm. Some things, even things, unexpected things, are going to have to go well. And that is what happens in, in I think I talked it, about this on a show, is in the American version, like whenever he does get a win, you're, you're fucking elated. Yeah. And you're fucking pumped and psyched for him. Yeah. Um, and that that <laughs> is a really cool feeling that that also sneaks up on you as a viewer because that doesn't happen often in television. In other shows, yeah. yeah. And like you talked about with like the it's it's very fulfilling to see um rather than returning to a status quo, see a constantly evolving status quo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean this is quarter, sort of a big stretch, but like again, like breaking bad isn't so much about like how does Walter do all this and still get back to his ordinary life. It's mm-hmm. as it evolves, it's like this is now his ordinary life. Yeah. And like with these review characters, it's going to be about like, not how did I have this crazy trip and then now I'm just back where I started. Yeah. It's like, okay, now I am divorced. What happens now? Now I am a convicted felon or mm-hmm. now I am like a kingpin, you yeah. know, or whatever. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It was really entertaining and probably the best endorsement I can give more than just saying I picked it up is that I watched another episode after. Hell yeah. It. Yeah. Um, you've literally picked it up. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, That's how you can really know. So. I, if it wasn't late last night, I would have probably watched the, the next episode as well. Yeah, and I appreciate any show that will give me like more soul ability that like I can like watch a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, or I don't have to sit down and watch all of it, mm-hmm. or maybe I can fall asleep to this episode and start the next mm-hmm. one, and I'm pretty good. Um, it's, I mean, it's more, it's kind of a one man show. So your MVP, I imagine it would be the same as mine. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, that Phil, Lloyd. Phil, Phil Lloyd. Yeah. Um, would there be an M or, uh, an LVP? Um, of, uh, let me think about what that might be, at least in terms of, okay, well maybe this wouldn't be mine, but I could see it being someone's. How'd you feel about wrapping up everything with a metaphor? Which like an extended metaphor, because every every segment he would talk about it in yeah. this really poetic, in a metaphor, yeah, metaphor, right, or simile. No, it was a metaphor. Yes, he'd be like, he's like, he was like, I was, you know, I drifted away from the, from the the safe harbors of security, and was dashed across the the rocky coral of of loneliness, you know, or whatever, something like that. I feel like. At first, I didn't dig that. I did end up really liking it. Yeah. But I could see somebody finding that getting old. It plays to, like, the the doofiness of the character. Yeah, the doofiness. You know? Yeah. Um, the strain to try and sound intellectual almost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I had to give an LVP, it would probably... Man, I don't know, dude. It was a fucking solid it's pretty top tight. bottom. I'm trying it's to think pretty of the, tight. the guy who played that dickhead. He was really good at that. Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, I don't know. Probably the the other drug mule. Oh, he sure, was fine. sure. Take him or leave him. You could have recasted him as anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as a performance wise, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm trying to think uh, in broader terms. The drug dealer was funny. I hope I, that's a character. I hope comes back. Hope oh, comes back. Up, yeah. up until that point, I wasn't really thinking of like. It didn't really seem like you could bring any char- any of these characters back, really, mm-hmm. and be effective, um, except for that drug dealer. Especially the way they're like, "Hey, weren't you an actor before?" Mm-hmm. You know, they sort of like built a small little bit of backstory. Um, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, uh, definitely could do stuff there. Yeah, so great show, absolutely great show. Definitely pick it up. 
A lot of fun. Yeah, watch that shit on Hulu. Like, I'm pretty sure all those episodes are on there. And like you said, at the top of the episode, this is definitely something... I wish that this would have been imported in a way that was... I could have just been sitting and watching this, you know, when you know, yeah. years ago. Yeah. You know. And, uh, yeah, totally. Cool. I think that about wraps us up for this episode. Again, you know the deal. Uh, there's a lot of ways that you can always get in touch with the show, and we want you to do just that. Please send us your feedback about how you feel about... Our reviews, uh, suggestions for shows, anything even barely tangentially related, anything about arcade audio, anything about television, however you feel. And there's always a number of ways you can get in touch with us. If you ever need to send us an email, you can send us an email at pickedupodcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us uh, on Facebook, which is a good thing if you ever want to suggest suggest something, just search Picked Up Podcast on Facebook. And as always, one of our favorite avenues of communication, tweet us at Picked Up Pod. Rich hinted at this or referenced this earlier in the episode, but if you ever want to suggest a show for us, how should you do that, Rich? Uh, just like I said before, um, uh, suggest it on Facebook and then head on over to wherever you listen to, to podcasts and leave a review for us. Uh, rating and review. If we don't see a review there, don't know that you left a rating. So yes, yes, gotta gotta leave a review there. We need to have that um, as a standing offer uh, with the show. I am willing to uh, shotgun a beer um, if asked to, but you have to say something nice about me or Rich or the show yeah. or all three. So do that. And again, there is always uh, a huge variety of things you can listen to on the Arcade Audio Network. Really, it's to the point is pretty much too too voluminous for me to enumerate. Yeah. Uh, but go to arcadeaudio.net to find all those kick-ass shows. Absolutely, we got uh, we almost have programming every day of the week by now. Some are bi-weekly, but just check it every day um, because we're always dropping new stuff. Exactly, always growing. Absolutely, um, and also uh, don't forget this is March O Madness. Not fuck your March Madness bullshit. It's March O Madness. Uh, it's the sixty-four. Uh, player video game fake wrestling tournament um, that has real prizes. Yep. Uh, nice. Um, so yeah, head on over to arcadeaudio.net to find that um, or I'll have the link in the uh, description as well. Very cool, very cool. <laughs> and how about personal plugs, Rich? Personal plugs. Rich Cami on Twitter, Rich Cami 4 on Instagram. Um, and also you can find Arcade Audio uh, on Twitter as well, arcade underscore audio. Uh, if you have any questions about the network or you need any technical assistance or anything like that, something's not working for you, hit us up and we'll be able to help you there. It's more of a, more, it's more of a business account. Um, and also, uh, if you like any clips from our shows, you could share those with this crazy, weird app called Clamor. Ooh, uh, really? E. Yeah, it's like a, a an Instagram uh, for podcasts where you can like cut out a 24-second clip like Max. Wow. Um, and like share it. And it's super cool. And I've been posting uh, all like all the clamors for all the arcade shows on the arcade Twitter. Um, that is really so check cool. that out. It's it's like super fucking a super cool idea that's like really early in its inception, um, and it's only going to get better. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out as well. It's super fucking dope. It's a great way to like discover new shit too. Don't discover new shows. Let's stick with us. Yeah, just with this network. <laughs> this network's gonna have everything you need. You don't need anything else. And if we don't have it now, we will. We will eventually. Don't you? Don't you worry. Um, so, Rich Cami, at and uh, yep, Rich Cami on uh, Instagram tweet. Um, garlic knot. Garlic knot forty four on Snapchat. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, you brother. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at rbravo rbravo. You can find me on Instagram at real dot rob bravo, and on Snapchat at 
uh, Rob PD, PBR. Uh, lots of fun. Um, always a good time. I think that's about it. Yeah, I really think that's it. So, again, for uh, thank you so much for listening. For myself, Robert, for Rich, thank you so much for listening to Picked Up. Keep your dial tuned to awesome. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.